Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is How to Have Threesomes. I am Lily. This is Key. Obviously, he's here. And today we have our very new, very bestest friend, Lisa, who just survived the gnarliest, amazing festival with us. We didn't die. I'm still a little hungover. It was magical. How are you doing, Lisa? Oh, hey, team. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> We're up here in beautiful Canada. If you can't tell, she's got that... Canadian charm. Oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) Key, would you like to ask her the very first question? Yeah, okay. The first question we ask everyone this is, uh, how did you discover your sexuality? Oh, boy. Discover. Oh, Oh, you know what? It was between either finding a porn magazine around, like, you know, 10 or 11 or something, or accidentally reading some smut in Mm -hmm. one of my parents' books that I... I imagine it now, and I don't think they knew that book had smut in it, or at least Can later. you define what smut is for people who don't know? Oh, it was, I just it discovered was... it, like, this year, and I'm grateful. Oh, man, it was, it was this erotica book. Like, it was supposed to be this thriller thing, but this woman was body jumping through orgasms. Oh. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's a good way to travel. I know. It's <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be I really liked R.L. Stein and stuff like that and we'd go camping and I picked up one of their books that I thought would interest me and was like oh I remember like reading ahead to all the bits that had dialogue yeah you just skip and you're like <laughs> oh I see a word what's yeah it's what's like oh they're part? going back and forth really quickly that means they're probably sex <laughs> did you ever tell your parents or it was just like your favorite secret book uh yeah no I never told them and then I again I think about this now as an adult as far as like I didn't hide that I was reading it so I wonder if they read it later and thought about the scenario. Probably nothing. We don't really talk about sex. 
Fair enough. Also, just <laughs> for the audience, if you guys have any, like, smut recommendations, because now on Instagram, it's starting to feed me these, like, little random, like, clips or book recommendations, and I haven't, like, gone to a bookstore and, like, purchased these things, but I'm hearing that there's a whole world out there that women are, like, very into, so maybe I need to make, like, a highlight story for you guys of, like, the best smut, or maybe there's threesome, like, are there threesome spicy books out there? There probably sure. are, like, a ton yeah. of fantasy stuff threesomes with werewolves yeah. or some shit well there's lots of erotica online that's for sure but i mean some is good and some that's not so fair enough send us your recommendations anywho so you found something spicy you read that book it blew your mind <laughs> yeah but you know what like i mean i i didn't really like how do you say like get into sex mm-hmm. like i grew up in a very conservative town in alberta i didn't really understand the concept of anything outside of monogamy or even probably like women's pleasure toys mm. um the yeah like all of my relationships up until my early 20s um encounters and otherwise were very incredibly vanilla and I really didn't think I was good at it it wasn't part of my repertoire of interests yeah, how about hmm. your first kiss when did that happen Oh, jeez. I think I was ambushed in a car by, like, a boy in high school. Oh, no. Like, did you like the boy? Not really. He went to my church. It was weird. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> first kiss was not a good story. Um, the first time that you ended up actually having sex, was it a positive interaction? Was it something that you felt like you decided and was empowering or not? Um, yes and no. So, I thought I was, uh... I mean, I mean, I I was ready. I knew the guy for a while. We we were still in high school, and I had kind of decided the age that I thought was an acceptable age to have sex, where a lot of my friends were arguably younger. Um, and uh, the the odd thing about it though was he he was he was Mormon. Um, oh. And yeah, actually, a few of my most of my early relationships were pretty were guys that were quite religious some of the kinkiest people we've ever had on the podcast are ex-mormons yeah but i mean this is before they're ex anyway yeah are so you, are you mormon as well no no but i You're was uh mormons. yeah well it was again a very conservative town that i grew up in very small um big mormon population big dutch population and uh yeah we had sex after he had had some moonshine at a <laughs> wedding and i was DDing, and i didn't know what moonshine was so he was a lot drunker than I knew, and he maybe didn't remember the next day. <laughs> oh my god. He's like, yeah, I'm waiting till marriage, I think, right? Well, yeah, oh. and then was like, are you okay? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, for, first introduction to your, your sexual world was a little... Rocky. Let's well, call it Rocky. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and blame Alberta's sexual education system. But, but you said it was somewhat of a fun memory. It wasn't like a terrible memory for Oh, you. it wasn't terrible. No, I, I really liked the guy. Um, and yeah, like I, I was fond of him and he was kind of my first boyfriend. So yeah, I, I was ready. <laughs> so how old were you then? I uh, was 16. And then how old were you the first time you had any type of interaction with a girl? Oh, jeez. Probably not until I was, like, 21. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like, yeah. for me included in a lot of girls, it's, like, we tried, like, first kisses, like, with our girlfriends, because they were less scary to us than boys, but you actually were, like, brave. You actually did the frontier with men. 
Okay, well, I mean, you know, to be fair, and I thought about this later, was, like, a girlfriend and I used to play this game that was kind of like house, but it was, like, boy-girl, and she would play, Mm -hmm. like, the man in the scenario, and we basically, and yeah, we basically, like, pretended we were in a relationship, and I think that a part of that was with love um, in, in a way that isn't a normal, like, friendship, but we didn't know what to call it when we were too young, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But. Hmm. Yeah, ki- kids are funny that way. So what was your first interaction like with a girl? And was it more positive than your first interaction with, with boys? Uh, yeah, okay, so pretty much everything snowballed when I went to a place called um, Temptations. Now, this is a resort in Mexico that's, like, incredibly sex positive, and I went... I'm pretty much exploring my sexuality, if I'm backing up my story a little bit. So I was, you know, very, very boring, monogamous sex, um, and in my early 20s, I meet someone who's a bit emotionally disconnected, but I'm very intrigued by him. He's attracted to me, so knowing that we're not going to have this kind of normal relationship we started making lists of all the sexy things we maybe have wanted to do Mm. and now all of a sudden I'm thinking about sex Um, someone's attracted to me someone's telling me that I'm attractive and we're pursuing things and getting excited about it so wintertime rolls around Alberta is awful (laughs) (laughs) so it's like let's go somewhere warm and sexy Um, well, and I'm looking at places and I find this resort in temptations and uh, I, I work in uh, risk management and uh, I look at the rules for this specific place and it's like no full nudity, no sex in public, no sex with the staff. And I call my friend up and I'm like, we have to go here because if these are written down, it means they're a problem. It means it's happening. It means it's happening. People are fucking the spicy bartenders. They're doing it. They're doing it right in public. It says it's sexy and I bet it's sexy. So we get tickets. We go. um, How much do tickets cost, by the way? Is this place still open? Oh, yeah. Could we still go? Oh, 100%. It used to be. And and I'm in a relationship again. I'm going to go. So what's it called again? Temptations. Temptations. And it's in Mexico. Yeah. It's in Cancun. And I think they have one other location. And how much does it cost? Um, roughly like your average, like all inclusive price, but it is so fun. Every single night is a different lingerie theme party. This sounds yeah. amazing. I've it's like adult. To... It's like adult Disneyland. It's my favorite place. <laughs> so, it's like, but rough, so it's like five grand for a week or something. Like oh, I don't... probably yeah. Like with your with your flights and whatever else. I think it used to cost me like I mean I haven't gone there since twenty twenty, which was my last like long term serious relationship. Um and. Around then, I think it would be like three grand per person. That's not bad. Okay, guys, we finally have an actual name to give you. We knew these things existed, ah. but because we've never been, I'm like, there's somewhere out there. Okay, so you, you get tickets, you go. Yeah, we what go. was it like? Oh, and it was just so mind-opening. I never I never thought it was an option. I, I never thought so many things were an option. One, there were a lot of adults who were having so much fun with their life, and that was never part of my understanding growing up I kind of figured you know what you have some fun when you're like a teenager and maybe you go to university and then you meet someone and you settle down and you have kids and your sex life dies and then then everything is just kind of boring and you just like I guess wait to die I don't know get a job (laughs) in HR that's how I imagine things going and I'm meeting all these people who are geez we went out the first night I think to a bar with these um women who were probably around like in their 50s, um, late 40s, something like that. But they, they looked really good. And remember, they were wearing these like beautiful dresses. And 
we knew that it was a foam party. It was like senior frogs. So mm-hmm. I was wearing just like shorts and a little bikini top. And, uh, and one woman of the, of the two comes up to me and she's like, Hey, like, um, can I do a, a body shot off you? And I kind of like, yeah, like, okay, sure. Like thinking she's just going to like do a body shot off maybe of my boobs or something. Like I squeeze the shot in between, uh, <laughs> my cleavage, but she's like, okay, just like go lay down on this table. So I do, and then she takes like takes my bikini top, pulls it off, pours tequila all over my chest, and starts licking it. Oh! In the and then oh. and it just gets and they get crazier. They take their dresses off, they're dancing in their underwear and the phone. They're on the bar, and I was just like, "Wow, my people!" I, and and again, they were older, so that uh-huh. really blew my mind. And now, uh-huh. not only am I making friends with people who are, you know twice my age or older, um, I'm also getting introduced into these couples that are, are open-minded, that mm-hmm. are sleeping with other people. And this wasn't even something I had considered, but uh, we did end up playing with, um, I, I had an attraction with a girl there. We were all playing flip cup and I think she was Russian, um, but she couldn't really speak good English. I remember. I can kind of make it better sometimes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it was so cute because I remember like I saw her and her partner and they had just come from dinner and again, this scenario of like these really classy people. So they were dressed really nice mm-hmm. and I kind of like invited them over to join everybody and they came and we started playing strip flip cup because everything here is sexy, right? Why not? Um, and it got to, to her, she, you know, didn't, didn't quite get it. So she had to take off, you know, one article of clothing. Oh no. And it turns out she was not wearing underwear under her dress. So she goes from this mousy little, you know, like quiet person that I think, you know, kind of needs some help socializing to this like really dynamic, powerful figure. With no Um, underwear. Yeah. And and just gorgeous. I remember I ran over and I hugged her and um, she found me later at the party and we ended up all all playing together. Yeah. Was that your first experience? Yeah. Playing with another couple with your primary partner? Yeah, it was. And how'd it go? Um, the issue, the only issue was that the guy couldn't get hard and he also didn't speak English. (laughs) So so the conversation, like consent boundaries was a little tricky or? Um, it, it wasn't necessarily that. It was, um... It was almost me and my partner were both sort of fighting over the girl because we really liked oh. liked her. And then, you know, I kind of tried to play with the guy a little bit and, you know, kind of, quote unquote, take one for the team, which which does come up a lot, yeah. like, later, right? Um, so it, it didn't have, like, let's say, like, the happiest of endings in, in a way that I don't think everyone left satisfied. And how, how old is she and how old is he? How old was she? Uh, like, was she your age or was she older? Oh, I think she was probably close to our age, maybe a little older, but it wasn't, uh, the age difference wasn't drastic. Is there a lot of people your age or our age there? Um, like early 30s-ish, late 20s, early 30s, possibly. Yeah, like, like, I I would say that, and, (laughs) you know, I, I, uh, this lifestyle is getting more, uh, quote unquote fashionable. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that the percentages have probably become higher, but you know, when I was going to these clubs pretty regularly a few years ago, I found it was roughly 10 to 15%. Of, That's what I have found too. Yeah. Of, of people that are kind of, you know, within my demographic and, um, attractive that I'm, you know, willing to pursue something with, but Obviously, like you go to a bigger party, that ten percent increases. Yeah. Right. So there were quite a few, um, because there's you know a couple thousand people there, right? A couple I, I thousand. Think, I think. Bad. I mean, it's yeah. not a it's not a massive resort, but it's not small. I have like 
three buildings, I think, so... Yeah, but I guess, like, the most that we've ever seen in one place was at the the Swinger Club in Australia that we told you guys about, and there were, like, maybe 300 people, which to me was already mind-blowing. Yeah. And most people were in their, like, later 40s and 50s, but still seeing 300 people who were all there for the same reason, and everyone was open to stuff, I was like, oh my god, we exist. Yeah. Like, there's a whole world out here, so I can't even imagine how good it feels well, to have, a th- like, thousands of people that I, you can be like... And maybe it's not thousands, maybe it's, like, a thousand, but it's definitely it's into the lot. hundreds. It's definitely into the hundreds. But, you know, t- to be fair, we, we kind of joked that there's, like, in, in the same way that there's percentages of people that you'd want to play with there, there's also percentages of people that, like, because this is open to everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't ask you. By the way, do you know that this is a very sex positive resort? Like they advertise that. Oh, wait, um, are there people who show up who don't know? Oh, hundred percent. There's. Oh, there's. There's like know. a small percent of people that like their travel agent booked it and they have no idea what they're into. People show up with kids ever. <laughs> It's, it's adults only, so okay, that's, that's a non-issue. That's a non-issue, but, like, definitely some people show up. Um, Can you imagine, like, thinking it's a honeymoon for, like, a normal resort? You get there, and it's, like, a swinger club, and you're like, Jesus Christ. I met those people, and you know what? They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we had no idea. We love it. So that was the, the first interaction you had was with that Russian girl. Mm-hmm. Were there experiences later on that you felt, like, went better? Uh, yeah, uh, at the same kind of weekend, I ended up actually, uh, <laughs> ditching my partner. We, we were, we were not in a relationship. We were, we were sexual friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I'm going to circle back to the importance of that later. Um, but yeah, after this situation with this, with this Russian couple, maybe it was a few days later, we were playing with, uh, a couple other couples in the pool and things got a little bit more frisky and security kicked us out because we're not supposed to have sex in in the public areas right why because it is still like other people that accidentally booked it are there right (laughs) like go have an orgy in private exactly right so they're like okay you know what like you guys are licking pussies in public i i think you should (laughs) i think you should move from the pool down i think you should move from the pool and to your room so so we do that, but I remember the two couples are, are kind of like going, and, and I run after them, and I'm like, hey, can, can we join? And one of the guys is like, no more dudes. So I run back to my friend, and I'm like, you owe me, because I played yeah. with the dude the whole time, and I ran away. <laughs> You're like, I'm taking myself on an adventure, like, you can fuck off. Yeah, and that was so fun. Um, so, so that was you and two other couples? Yeah. That was a fivesome, and you were the unicorn. Yeah. So. Were they just, like, loving on you? Was everyone paying attention to you? Yes, and I'm a big squirter, so everyone was oh, very excited about my that. Turn. My turn. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, so... Was that your first interaction in, like, a group play setting? Yeah, I would say so. It was a so. fivesome. Yeah. Girl, you brave. It was fun. And you know what? They were actually uh, my first friends when I moved to the community where I live now. Hmm. So it was so funny when I called them up a few months later being like, hey, um, I'm looking for rentals, uh, and I don't know anyone in this town, but I just got a job. Can I sleep <laughs> on your couch? <laughs> Remember me from the fivesome. <laughs> you had to flip your mattress. Hi. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> You got a warm pool to put in a fucking towel. To be fair, it wasn't my fault. It was all their fault. That is true. That is true. Were you nervous at all going into that experience, or like they all seemed like they knew what they were doing? Um, it was. I think it was the first experience for them too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So every it was everybody's kind of first. And was it like a full like hard swap all the way around, or was it like what were the boundaries? discussed in that group I'm so curious how that actually works and and you know what this was um thankfully there was a lot of chemistry because 
I'm not gonna lie, there was there was quite a bit of alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, given you're you're in Mexico and you're at this place, and one thing leads to another, and all of a sudden a pussy showing contest like, turns into something else, and a, a now what, you're a in, well, and that was how it started in the pool. Was anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not going back in the story. We're going okay, forward. forward. Everyone had a great time. Um, it was full swaps. Uh, it, it is honestly a little fuzzy, like no, no. some of the specific details. Plus, it was almost 10 years ago now so so there was never like once you got to the hotel room like a fierce desires boundaries conversation it was kind of just like rip your clothes off and go for it yeah yeah everybody okay. was, so it was like, like a tequila yeah. orgy not, <laughs> not like a, a conscious we're gonna set intentions type of oh no gathering. no okay. definitely not <laughs> fair enough i mean the best yeah. one but also how lucky are you that like it worked out that well and everyone seemed happy and like got their desires met Absolutely. You know. And that's where, you know, the first mm-hmm. the first time it, it seemed it seemed so easy. And the crazy thing about this experience and that I didn't expect and what turned me on to the entire lifestyle um, was actually how close I felt with my friend who I brought mm-hmm. thereafter. Which you think you just had sex with four other people and you abandoned them. But I was so hot for him after, and I felt so close to him that we had this trust that I kind of went off, and I'm going to meet him again, and, like, thank you for letting me have that experience. And I was like, wow, you know, I want this with, like, someone who I see a future with. Like, Mm -hmm. I want this kind of... Because, I mean, if we didn't have any emotional connection before, and now I'm feeling feelings for this person, imagine if I'm already in love with someone, how much Mm -hmm. further this can go. Yeah. So that's what really drew me into it, which was totally left field. And so this is kind of like far reaching into the future, but have you, did you ever go with anyone else to the same place? Yeah, I bought Timeshare. Oh, yeah? That's fucking <laughs> amazing. I mean, we bought a mini Timeshare that only worked for a few years, um, but yeah, I, it, it was something that I went to like every year. I mean, that's a glowing recommendation though. Okay, so, <laughs> so I want to know what's like your favorite thing about this place and your least favorite thing about this place like is there something that consistently bothers you or you think could be better or you'd want to warn people about and what is consistently the best part about it oh i feel like my like crappy review is like honestly they play the same music like every (laughs) single night i mean it's it's pretty yeah i know they the staff is really great um again i i love the parties like the fact that I, I love dress up, so hmm. I mean, you have such fun costumes. Oh like. yeah, and I remember it got to a point with my my last partner where I was like, being like, wow, I hope we never turn into like one of those weird couples. And I looked around the room of all these plastic bags of like matching outfits for each day, so I wouldn't lose like the <laughs> items that all went together. And I was like, okay, I think I think I crossed that line a while ago. It's already happened. <laughs> I'm going to matching swinger events. Yeah, with like matching anime porn outfits. And nice. Yes, it was nice. It was, it was fun for a while. That was probably like my saddest part about ending the relationship was like going to the costume closet being like, what am I even doing with this stuff? What do you do with all those costumes? Is there a large market for resale anime couples porn? You know what? He took most of his stuff. So I, I bought most of his. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. But you liked the environment enough that you actually did want to go back multiple times and incorporate it into any future relationship that you have? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I guess, um, like in some cases there were like groups of men that would, that would go thinking like, Ooh, there's a topless pool. Like we're going to, yeah. And, but, but I didn't find them too much of a problem because I, 
myself, I don't really like going to these events without a partner because it is about connecting with my partner. It's mm-hmm. not about the sex. I mean, I can I can get laid by myself. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like using these um, situations to like keep the fire going in my relationships and keep them interesting. Has it ever been difficult for you? Like, was there any partners that you were a little bit more monogamous before you went there or anything like that? Did you ever run into some difficult situations there or was it I mean, pretty good for the most part? Well, it's uh, touch and go because, I mean, I, I've always kind of, I, I've been this person since that experience. Let's put it that way. Um, in my And you've never wanted to go back and be more monogamous after that point? You're like, this um, is what... Okay. It really depends on the comfort of my partner. And I meet some men who are really intimidated that I've done these things, especially if they haven't, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate because it's not... I mean, like, anybody can buy a ticket. <laughs> you know, it's not an exclusive club of, like... Yeah. It's just if... Just like anything else, if you're curious and you put effort into it, you're going to find these experiences, right? Like, if you get into dance and you start going to dance, you're going to get better at dance. Like, you're going to meet people that are interested in It makes sense, in that. though, that they could be intimidated, especially because, like, for those of you who cannot see her, like, she's she's more similar to us than a lot of people in the world where she's, like, one of the younger, hotter people. And I imagine some guy hearing these stories of, like, yeah, I've had, like, super hot orgies in Mexico with other beautiful people, and these guys are just like, fuck, how do I compete with that? Like, can I keep up with this chick? Which also, I imagine if you find a guy who's also into that, you become this really, really valuable partner because you're willing to actually explore together mm-hmm. instead of being like, don't ever look at other women ever. Like, just that kind well, of... Yeah, and, and you're totally right. That was, uh, and that was kind of the other thing that I learned um, through it. I was a super insecure, jealous person before I got into really. Yeah, absolutely. One of one of my favorite uh, stories was I, I was with this guy. I don't know when I'm like eighteen to you know, let's say like twenty or something, and he he was just not really good at like. Um, verbal affirmations which is something that I realized I, I really needed what are your love languages oh love languages um <laughs> now that I am so confident <laughs> I really like acts of service yeah. yeah yeah if someone can make my life easier that makes me so happy but at the time you wanted at the time I wanted at the time I wanted him to tell me I was pretty and he and didn't he tell me I was pretty god damn it get your shit so together. anyway I remember I was serving at the time he sends me a text message that's like guess who has a new hot secretary And I get so upset and I write him paragraphs of my feelings and how it hurt my feelings and how he should understand. Anyway, and then I I leave my phone and I I go working and (laughs) I come back to like two sentences and it's like, it's me. I'm the secretary. Oh, And I realize that I'm a crazy person. Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. But going back to this open relationship (laughs) stuff, you know, like it really taught me not to be threatened by other women. And I think that's part of our society that we're Mm. kind of trained to, you know, want for more and look different. So, you know, otherwise your man's going to leave you. You're never going to be enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And to realize that other women actually are, you know, not not against each other and actually like. We're not competition. We can support each other. Yeah. And they're actually really well... Yeah, I just really love the culture of all these um, clubs and whatnot, that they are very, like, I would say women forward, as far as, like, if the women aren't having... Aren't, aren't comfortable, then then the group sex doesn't happen. And as well, when it comes to, like... I was thinking about this this week, that when it comes to, like, pleasure, oftentimes, one-on-one, it's sex ends when the man orgasms. 
right? Mm. Whereas in right. these group scenarios, a lot of the time the men don't orgasm at all until later, right? Once the women have had all their needs met, they're like, okay, now you can... Exactly. And I was like, like a light bulb kind of went off and I was like, that's it's so not what funny. they're teaching you in rural Canada. No. And it's just, it's so funny that it's such a different experience um, at these clubs uh, and, and, you know, group sex scenarios than it is for like these one-on-one monogamous... Mm-hmm. Um, more patriarch traditional patriarchal systems mm-hmm. yeah so. yeah that is one one thing that i feel like we've never expressly talked about is the fact that i feel like when me and key are talking about a relationship or we have other like single lady friends around the girls who feel the most supportive and like really see us are usually ones who are also in open partnerships like people in the poly world or open relationships or who have been swingers i feel like we all kind of root for each other and like want other people's relationships to work even if we're like having threesomes or foursomes with people it's like if you're coming with your partner i want you guys to succeed because we're all here for the same reason mm-hmm. right whereas if you're sleeping with like a unicorn who's never done the lifestyle and she's like trying to steal your partner or fuck with things sometimes because they don't understand like the amount of work and trust it can take to get there mm-hmm. but i imagine it can be a really beautiful thing to like go with someone you love to be with other people who love their partner truly and you can all experience that together without thinking that you're trying to like steal someone's wife or husband yeah and I mean to be fair I've I've also met people that are you know very very selfish in this lifestyle too that mm-hmm. you know very much just care about getting their needs met um or yeah different kind of scenarios but I think it's really cool just to remember that it's about you and your partner because that other person can't you know steal them away if if they love you if they're choosing you at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so I stopped being jealous about other women because it wasn't about other women it was about my relationship with my partner and whether or not they got up every day and decided yes I want to be with you still preach right yeah so that was a good lesson (laughs) so after you've had all these relationships um what would your dream relationship be now would it be Hmm. something that was fairly open or would it be something if you could create your perfect partner, what would the ideal relationship container be? I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny because the, the novelty of this stuff has, like, worn off a little bit for mm-hmm. me. Um, how many years have you been in the lifestyle? Well, I mean, I went to that club when I was, like, I think 21. Um, and then now I'm, I'm 33. So it's it's been a while. Oh, no, 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 it was, it was twenty three. So it has been it has been ten years. Yeah, okay. then, but that's like that's a lot of experiences and time, and you've changed a lot as a person too. I'm sure. So. Yeah. So so my focus right now is actually on like having a partner that wants to do fun things and travel and and is open minded because being older and kind of having all these experiences, it's it's. I mean, as as intimidating it is for, for them, it's it's kind of boring for me to say. Oh, okay. You've never been to a sex club. Well, I'll take you for your first time, and I'm I'm kind of mm-hmm. tired of taking them for their first time. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to meet someone that's can show me a thing or two, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, how about cool. you tie me up now? Eh? Yeah, like, right. So, so it would be someone who's who's open minded to this. You wouldn't be in like a straight monogamous, but also who has more experience, so you guys can like learn new things together you don't have to kind of constantly be catching them up yeah I well and I think just someone who's really comfortable with their sexuality I mean they don't have to meet me necessarily at the at the sex club level we can go to those things together but that they've had lots of experiences in their life they're curious 
um, and they want more experiences and we can, there's lots of things that we can do together because it's just so hard when it's like, oh, so you golf and you hike, huh? Like, cool. Nice. <laughs> like, and you just want to get into more debt and, okay. Not travel. <laughs> you, you like doing all those exciting things. Would yeah. you want that partner to be your primary, like, nesting partner? Like, you live with them and be romantically tied, so very, like, monogamish, but then when it feels right that you guys could go out and explore together, but it wouldn't be, like, a constant, like, and, open and would, relationship? Would you want it to be, like, fully open, or would, you, would it be monogamish, where there's, like, boundaries and stuff that yeah. are pretty, pretty and, solid? And you know what? I've, it's been a long time since I've been in a committed relationship, so I think... I would like to be in a committed relationship for a while that is monogamous that mm-hmm. we can go to these parties. Like really that's that I guess that's kind of my ideal is when it comes to sexuality we we're together, we go to these parties um if if something makes sense at the time that we should either branch off or play with another couple or single person. Um it's also really cool if a man is comfortable enough with himself that we can play with other men mm-hmm. um because I it's mean, a rare thing oh yeah. man i i feel so lucky my last partner was actually bisexual and i was like yeah honey we should really explore this <laughs> which meant i got all the dicks it was great <laughs> it was so fun <laughs> yeah i imagine it can be hard if you're wanting to explore and you're with a partner who's like not comfortable and you're like so do i just repress and resent you well, or like, and, oh, and it's so. not even that it's like i understand where men come from where there's the novelty of like oh look there's three beautiful women that all want me like i like the novelty of there's three beautiful men that all want to give me attention like mm-hmm. that's fucking great <laughs> but i'm it's it's that's kind of harder to find so long as they're just willing to dress up with me and go to parties i'm happy with it it sounds like deal. Yeah. i like it so for couples who are listening who maybe have not been to events like this before what do you type in a search engine like if you're going to italy or mexico and you want to find a resort like this where it's not necessarily like a swinger cruise how would you go about this what advice would you give to them i would probably use the word lifestyle um that mm. comes up a lot uh, now, I'm not sure international, but definitely in Canada, it's like lifestyle resort or lifestyle club, um, as well as, yeah, swinger. Just keep being persistent about it because there's going to be forms that will mm. eventually, or someone else is asking this question. Um, Reddit's a really good resource, too. So Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just keep digging. Nice. <laughs> another question. So in, in your relationships that you went to Temptations... What happened to those relationships? Why, why, uh, why did they continue until now? Um, I mean, the first one wasn't necessarily going to go anywhere. I was uh, leaving Alberta, um, and he he had some emotional uh, blocks. I, I would say uh, the the next partner that I went to a number of times. I mean, it's it's saying a lot, but I don't think he was really well suited for for this lifestyle um just a lot of jealousy or something i don't think he was willing to admit it but i think it made him very insecure he started doing steroids um and just it it was almost like he was jealous of me near the end Mm -hmm. that like i i found it easy to be in these spaces where he was trying so hard and he was really comparing himself to me a lot and then it started Mm -hmm. building a lot of resentment um yeah so it, it ended up it made me really sad at the end because there were things that I knew that we said to other couples at the beginning that you should kind of never do um, that he started 
doing, which was kind of forget like, about like me what? in the process. Um, just more, more think about, um, getting laid, like, like the wanting to satisfy, um, that urge that other women found him attractive. And that seemed like, like the MO. Um, but, but it's hard to tell. Cause like, maybe it was the, the steroids kind of like changing his personality up. But I feel like the reason he started taking steroids was because he felt insecure in these scenarios and wanted to look better. Um, mm-hmm. and present himself better because now we're in a I mean there's lots of pressure pressure on men well and he sees that you're being attracted to all these other guys and he's now in competition with them and it's like trying to level himself up to well and I think it's wanting to attract women too and mm-hmm. and to believe that women find him attractive I you know early on and, and I'm a big cheerleader so it was like I want to put you on this stage and and show off and everybody needs to see how wonderful I think you are and I don't know if he wanted to be on that stage, if he really had the confidence to be on that stage. Um, I know since we've ended things, he is no longer in that realm. Um, in, so he might have been doing it mostly trying to keep up with you. and Yeah, and then I think it was maybe a little too much. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was unfortunate in that sense because he was a, a much kinder person at the beginning. And, and I knew him for a number of years. I mean, as we would say, like, it is not for everybody, right? It seems like you are kind of uniquely well disposed to it because you're a cheerleader and you're so open you really want other people to win. Like, it it seems like you'd be really good at self-managing in these situations, but for some people it's just not. And you can try and pretend, but if you're with someone who can't handle their shit, like, it can only last for so long, you know? Yeah, and and maybe there's more to be said on that of someone who might be a little bit more of an expert or has more... Um, experience with those who are heavily um, competitive and, and how they may be, behave in this space because yeah it's it's very much uh, a place where you want to be meeting everybody on the same level and making sure that everyone around you is good like everything that else you get that's great but like it's it's yeah. really about the community because if yeah someone else isn't enjoying themselves you really shouldn't be there <laughs> yeah. so normally this is a question we asked much earlier, but I feel like it, it's already happened. When was, rather, have you had a threesome? Yeah. <laughs> but your, so your first interaction was actually a fivesome, and then at some point later on, you worked your way down to a threesome? No, uh, you said your first one was a threesome, but the guy just couldn't get his... Yeah, I mean, well, that's a foursome. It, it, it was still a foursome, yeah. I mean, like, I would say that I've, I've primarily preferred to, to play in couples. Um, Why? Again, because I feel like I, well, I was going to say I'm attracted to my partner, but you know what, because uh, I've been the unicorn a few times too, mm-hmm. um, so, but I don't find I like that as much because it gets to the end of it and it's like everybody's cuddling and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go home and eat some chips. It's fun. <laughs> Thanks, team. High fives all around. <laughs> Have you ever been with a couple where you feel like they took particularly good care of you as a unicorn or did anything that you really liked? Um, I think like with everything, so long as there's a lot of mutual love, I had a, I had a really great threesome a few weeks ago. Like, Oh, I don't really do this. And it's like, anyway, yeah, no, a few weeks ago, I ended up doing this again. Um, but it was with a couple who I'm, I'm, I've been really close friends with the girl for years and I always thought we didn't have that kind of relationship and it turns out she's just a fantastic kisser Aww. and her her partner we just have a like really similar humor so we get along so well uh so it was a fantastic experience just because I genuinely love both of them so much so 
yeah, I, I think maybe because I've been invited on a lot of these experiences with uh, people who are in the lifestyle that maybe like I've played with them at a party or something and they're like, oh, would you like to play again? And it's like, I don't know you as a person, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you need to take me out for dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> Just like anything else, right? Like, I have so many questions. I mean, so I have two questions you can answer, whichever one you want first. One is, how did this couple that you've been friends with for a long time ask you because a lot of couples write to us and like we have this friend that we've been friends with for a long time how do we ask her and also when you've been the unicorn are there things you would wish couples knew more of how to take care of you communicate with with you or the aftercare so you can take either of those first i'm I'm gonna take the first one and then i'm gonna try and remember your second question um so wait what was the first one again Uh, (laughs) the question was for couples who maybe have a, a girl that they've been friends with for a really long time, right. how did they do it with you? How did they be like, so, do you want to kiss my hot partner? Like, and did you? Who uh, so, instigated? So they probably knew that you'd been to Temptations and stuff like that. That probably was common knowledge between you and them? Yeah, yeah. They they yes. knew that I'd had this sort of background, but but again, my, my girlfriend and I had, you know, talked about it in length that, well, not in length, but just like in the way that we would hang out just the two of us and talk about our separate sexual lives mm-hmm. and that they they were not a place that they would normally mix um and actually i'm i want to do this again because i actually i kind of like low-key feel like it's like the holy grail of not tricks but like tricks mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i had for the first time ever made like a porn compilation video oh right we were talking about yeah this. so and that's the funny part was like I was excited about this new quote-unquote art project because I'd always loved video editing and now I'd done something a little bit more spicy and they had joked about this uh, scenario that they were in this this threesome that she had and, and that she said something funny during sex and they had it recorded so they showed me that clip and I showed them clips of my porn and everyone just got kind of turned on. I mean, that's a pretty advanced way to start. Yeah. I've never heard of that being like, hey, want to trade porn videos? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, it was it was quite organic. So I mean, like, if you could, yeah. if you have a relatively, like, open conversation with that's your friends. very open. About, but I mean, like, is it that weird to talk about porn? I think it's more, I mean, in our friendship circles, I feel like it's fairly normal, but to most people being like, would you like to see a video of my asshole? Like, what what a trip. But I mean, like, yeah, when do you cross that line of like, we're going to talk about sexy things now, because if you're not talking about sexy things, how do you get into the bedroom with your, you know, how how do you start this? So, and even actually, you know, when, when I'm single and I'm dating, oftentimes I, I ask the question about porn to find out. Mm-hmm. you know on the level of is someone kinky or not is someone pretty open-minded like how do they respond to that question do they do they tighten up or are they like oh i saw this one i'll send you a link I you know it. we've had guests who are like i'll send you my favorite link and we like trade shit back and forth and i'm like yes yeah so i mean i don't think it's a terrible idea i'm definitely gonna use it again as far as like so talk about porn try and you know casually mention the porn that I've made. Would you like to see it? Ask them if they're curious and then just see what happens. I mean, maybe this is terrible advice. I think it's ballsy, but I also think it's a bit more of an advanced technique. Like for people like us who have experience and have porn videos to share, I think it could be great. But for like most couples who've never started, I think it also helps that you knew that these friends of yours had had threesomes and were also kind of already in the lifestyle. Because they they had... It wasn't their first reason. 
No, no, okay. it wasn't. I, I think it also is nice that it came from you and not from the couple. If the couple was like, hey, and just approached a girl, a potential unicorn, and was like, do you want to see our porn? Yeah. Like, like, but would work, you have been but... down if they had just approached you and been like, hey, Lisa, do you want to have a threesome with us? Like, we'll make you a really nice dinner. Like, would you have been down if they just asked point blank? I mean, honestly, I usually turn people down when they ask me point blank. Really? Huh. Yeah. I mean, now, the space that I'm in, yeah. um, because I, I've been single for a while, and I, I, I joke about it as far as, like, I don't know where my next meal is coming, so I kind of like to get all the attention when I get all the, or when I get the attention. Uh, but if it, if it happens organically and, you know, all, all lights are green, then... Why would you? Why would you say no? I don't do this anymore. Like, okay, no, go for it. Wait, so you guys traded porn videos, and then who was actually like, should we go upstairs? Like, was it the same night? Like, I want to know how that actually happened. It was the same night. Um, we had had a little bit of wine, and you know what? I think I think I maybe just asked the question because I could tell that I was getting turned on, and I could just I could just I read the room, you know, like it was. You're so helpful. The sexual tension was thick, and I was kind of like so team. <laughs> what did you say? I, it was something on the lines of, do we have condoms or... Oh, like, you started we, with that? Yeah, I don't know. I just like put it on the table. I'm not, I'm not... You are the bravest person I've ever heard of. No, you know what the thing is? I don't know how to flirt. That's my problem. It's just like... <laughs> so they've been like, hey, like, we should go to the hot tub. Or like, do you guys want to watch a movie and snowly? You're like... You got condoms? Let's fucking go. And do you remember bringing someone home once? So this is like a side note story ages ago. Um, and it was my really good girlfriend and we'd met this guy out and the guy was interested in me and I was like interested in both of them and she was interested in the guy. So I, I don't know we kind of started fooling around in the hot tub and I invited them over to my place. I can't remember, maybe we were at a party or something, but it was like, let's, let's go back to mine. And, uh, <laughs> my place was a little bit messy. So I remember just pointing to the bathroom and I have this sign in the, in the shower that says get naked. And I was like, you can read. And then I oh, went to my oh, bedroom oh. and I cleaned up my bedroom and then I joined them in the shower. Just throwing everything under the bed. You're like, Basically. Fuck, you have the space. I was like, yeah, like got in the house. And you're just like, that, that, that. Oh, you can read. So, so that's an advanced technique for you guys out there. If you want to frame a picture on your wall, it says, want to have a threesome. And then anytime a guest is over, you can just point at it and be like, so can you read? I think it's a little classier if you put get naked in your bathroom and point to oh it. Oh my but. god, that's fucking amazing. Okay, so that might not Maybe be... Maybe I'm not the best tip person. Or, oh, good but that. I think it's it also weird. gives a realistic example of like when people have experience that are more advanced, things can just kind of escalate way more quickly because you don't have all that that kind of insecurity and not sure of how things are going to work. It's literally like, you guys like threesomes? I like threesomes. Are we going to have a threesome? Yes. And then yeah, and and you know what? The clubs make it so much easier because everything's on the table. And maybe mm. maybe that's where I picked up this sort of culture that it isn't kind of traditional. Like, okay, I'm gonna talk to a girl or a guy, and I'm gonna like casually flirt with them, and then I'm gonna try and figure out like maybe they're single, and like nobody's actually asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to these clubs, and someone will literally walk up to you and just be like, hey, I think you're really beautiful. Do you want to go upstairs and play? And you can be like, no, actually, I don't want to, but thank you so much. And they'll be like, yeah, okay, awesome. Well, you have a wonderful day. Hmm. And then they just 
fuck off or they keep chatting with you and there's no shame and there's no pressure of like but why not like exactly it's just like when sex is on the table it's so much easier Mm. like and and it just you can get what you want or or again you're not you know chasing after something that isn't there so i have another question the guys who do best at temptations who are they? Are they the ones with the prettiest girlfriends? Or are they the ones who have are the all best the looking abs. themselves? Well, who, who, what guys do you think do really well at Temptations? Jeez, you know, I feel like it's all so female driven though. Like, so, so the, guys the, kinda, the guys kind of like sit back and the girls will talk to, you know, girls just go up, oh my gosh, I love your dress. Like at, at the it very least. It would look better on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like you go up and, and you, and it's, it's, it's weird in the sense of it's, it's almost like godfatherish. Like you go in and you and you have to like kiss the master's ring, you know. And it's like I'm really after your husband, but I mean. But women are the gatekeepers. Normally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna make sure that we get along. That's smart, yeah. right? Because most men are not gonna say no. So yeah, right. Like, and that's I would say same with men. Like men usually walk up, like chat with each other because it's like, hey, I'm not a threat, mm-hmm. right? That like, makes actually a lot of sense. So then, yeah. the, the guys who do the best are the ones who. I'm probably friendly with the other guys. Yeah? Probably. Huh. Yeah. Because, again, like, it's... If not everyone is comfortable, the thing's going to get shut down, right? Like, if the husband's not comfortable because the guy has just been flirting with his wife all night... There's threatening well, and... That's not going to happen, and vice versa, right? Like, you have to woo four people. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, I guess... You have to woo three if you're counting your partner. Yeah. <laughs> you convince them to be a good situation for them. And maybe you take care of yourself. You have to win four. You have to win four. <laughs> I man, Key, we gotta go to Mexico. We gotta do some research. Well, actually, there's there's a really great club in Vancouver as well. What? What's oh that my called? god! You've never been to Eden? No. Oh, oh, I heard of it. It's amazing. Like I would say, from what I've heard, top tier lifestyle um, club in in Canada. Any and idea how much it costs? Like it's something like a nightclub that you go to like for a couple hours. Oh yeah, they they have events. I want to say once a month. Maybe it's biweekly. Um, but you do have to sign up for a membership so you know what's going on. Um, entering the club is like, I don't know, 50 bucks, 40 bucks, depends on the event. Not bad. Um, but it's, it's so well orchestrated. Like if it's your first time there, they show you a consent video. Uh, they give you a tour. So like downstairs is like a regular nightclub and then upstairs there's playrooms and beds and, um, areas that are, you know, completely separate and private and then areas that are public. Um, and then there's even like a balcony where you can like look over and like fuck someone over the balcony and... over the beautiful streets of vancouver no no not over the, over the dance floor oh I, it was like, <laughs> oh I was like well that's a new type of tourism. crazy person over the streets and over the dance floor oh i mean if it was like 40 stories up it could just be a thing where like the neighbors always know if you look at that one balcony you'll always see people fucking in the club oh, that would be hilarious no but and, and the and the balcony is like completely like blocked kind of like you can't it's not like a glass balcony so mm. you just like see someone's like shoulders if you looked up from the dance floor huh. <laughs> fair enough fair enough but i mean that's spicy we used to there was a condo that he had at one point in vancouver that had like floor ceiling windows and we would fuck up against the windows and it was like just far enough away that people on the street could definitely see us and they'd like look up and like point but they couldn't see our faces Ooh. so we would just kind of like look at each other and be like i know that you know Continue uh-huh. on with your day, peasant. Like, yeah, you're welcome. So, That's so fun. <laughs> those things could be nice. Uh huh. So on that uh, on that topic, where's the craziest place you've had sex? Um, you skip into the fire round questions. I do want to know though. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want her to have one of the winning answers. Please. 
It could be like, it doesn't have to be the best. It could be like top three or something. Or... Can I tell a story about someone else instead? Because I, I remember. No, no, no. Okay. You can do both. Let's well, do both. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I know of the coolest that I've ever seen. I, I want to hear that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeez, you know, I don't think that I've had a lot of cool locations. Like, when I, before I got into the lifestyle, the like one spicy thing that one of my partners was into was like, kind of public sex um so i think we had sex on like someone's lawn and a bus bench someone else's lawn yeah okay and, and a bus bench i thought that was pretty like risque that one's for uniqueness uh, in, the, in the middle of the day or at night no at night time that's still pretty good but that, that's actually pretty good yeah so okay that was and then what was the story that you were gonna say Something came oh, to mind but, very okay. well and this is like the weird okay so i got this and i wasn't even there i got a snapchat from like a few of my friends, and she always wanted to fuck a car so, or drive. Anyway, so my friend got this, like, he rented this, I, I assume it was a rent, it was a fancy sports car, and she put her vagina over the drive no. stick. The gear and shift Yeah! And then Aren't she, those like- and they drove with it, and she was, like, fucking herself on the car. Anyway, that was, like, craziest well. location I've ever seen. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm shook. Right? Way better than I'm bus shook. bench. Are you saw it though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I got, I got like a video. Imagine they like return yeah. this rental car to the company oh. and they're like, why is there pussy all over the fucking gear shift? Some of the, I mean, I get maybe in a sports car they're like more elegant, but the ones that I think of are quite, um, yeah, gri- she, grippy. she, she liked, she liked double penetration too. So, so she had some room. She had some flexibility. Yeah. yeah she, I think she had pretty good control over getting wow. some stuff in there well yeah. girl power i suppose uh-huh that yeah okay uh key i'm gonna hand that off to you <laughs> while i consider things for a minute <laughs> <laughs> holy giblets um oh i can drag you back to the other question that we've been sidetracked from which is for couples who are asking like it's maybe their first time or they don't have a lot of good responses with unicorns after the fact what do you wish couples knew about taking care of a third that they're bringing in or aftercare of something you like when they do for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it's just making sure that everyone is having a good time and there isn't any one person that's, like, maybe getting all of the attention. What if you're getting all the attention? But And this is the thing, though, is that, like, you know, I'm not going to be having fun if the couple you know, gives me the majority of the attention and then near the end of the experience, um, the guy or girl is upset. You know, it's just being very cognizant and aware of everybody's body language and, like, don't, don't let any one person kind of fall. Yeah, that would probably be the biggest piece of advice because that's the most detrimental piece if, if you miss it. Right. What, what do you like after the fact? Do you normally spend after. the night, or do you like leaving? I usually like leaving, um, but like I think it is really nice to to have like some time just to be naked together without like the snuggles after the snuggles after, or even like go to the kitchen and get a snack and just like be naked together because there's there's so much that like clothes you don't realize kind of like separates from each other and how vulnerable you are mm-hmm. when you're naked with someone and if you if you take that past the bedroom um, I think it can really like kind of help build trust in that 
in that friendship and that relationship moving forward that like you're still all the same people and this wasn't yeah. just like a closed sexual event and it's over and like that's Keith's favorite thing is just being naked around friends like, yeah when he can just be naked around a group of people he's like ah at peace it's and it's lovely <laughs> like you 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 just feel so much more trust with everyone there so I mean like if everybody's comfortable with it I would say that would be a a neat piece to bring to the table of just like I don't know make them a snack after them in the kitchen and have naked snack time <laughs> fair enough um before we started recording the podcast you mentioned that there was a story that might have involved fisting okay okay so that's the punchline. so um so working backwards from there what the fuck is this story <laughs> <laughs> okay so um at this this is probably one of my my favorite stories uh basically i had a roommate at the time i um, just started seeing someone and we were going on a date with another couple and, and I let my roommate know like hey I'm really gonna bring people back so so we bring this couple back um we're we're all playing and uh she she comes home and, and my bedroom door is open it's a small apartment two-bedroom and she kind of like pe- peeks her head in and she's like oh that's hot <laughs> okay. and uh at some point I don't know if her boyfriend was already coming over or she called him or whatever she's so. like get the fuck over here right now who knows right <laughs> but anyway like we're we go and we're like oh that was great we go water break and uh we we look over and see like oh like what's going on in the in the next bedroom here and we and we peek our our you know heads in and uh she has decided while there's a foursome going on in the next room that like clearly the next move is to you know try and get her entire boyfriend's fist in her vagina so they're in the middle of trying to that like without warming it up well no they're they're like they're in the process of of trying to get his whole fist in her vagina and we prick our heads in we're like oh hey guys and uh and then we're like can we uh can we watch and they're like, sure. So we all like pile wow. into this tiny little bedroom. We're yeah, there. Open friends. I know. And then and then she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it can fit. It's too big. Your wrists are too big. And my partner grabs my hand and is like, Lisa has little wrists. <laughs> Her hands will work. So I proceeded to fist my roommate. Um, wow. Was that your first sexual interaction with her? Yeah. I don't what even think we kissed first. Like they're small. Oh yeah. I mean, let me see. That I still cannot picture an entire fist being. Well, you start like this, and then you. I mean, but that compared to like Key's hand, I would much prefer that. Anyway, huh. have you been fisted before? No, I have a tiny vagina. Okay. A girl tried to finger me with three fingers once, and I almost cried. Oh, honey. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a thing. Know how you feel? I'm also like, oh, that'd be so hot, and then I'm like, ah. Yeah. No, which was funny at the time. <laughs> I think we've told this story before, but it was the first time we hooked up with this girl, and she tried to touch me first and tried to like kind of you know like the full four finger thing and i was like what the fuck are you like clearly you cannot feel the anatomy of what's going on here and then it was kind of a messy threesome because there was tequila involved that night and then later that night i asked he i was like she did this fucking thing to me what was that about he's like oh she had the widest vagina we've ever seen like like she was just super open so that's probably just what she's used to doing to herself and i was like okay ah i was like okay yeah please check the sizing of the vagina before you um try and insert an entire hand into it unless that's their thing but then wouldn't that be so cool if we came with like dress sizes but like vagina sizes i'm size extra small right. um wait so had your roommate ever had a fist inside of her before no i don't think so so never you were asked. the first fist inside of her i never asked so you know what maybe probably ah probably. and then after you successfully put your entire fist in her 
did everyone just like give a round of applause and then you go back to your evening? No, then my partner, who was the only one who took Cialis, proceeded to fuck everyone's girlfriend and then the other wow. guys tried. And I was like, everybody owes me a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just have like orgies all the time. No, that no. was a time in my life. And also these stories are collected over the past decade. Keep I in mean, mind. It's, you have more stories in a decade than I think most people have in a lifetime. It's impressive. But also like the level of openness that like, you guys are fucking, and your roommates just decide, like, we're also going to fuck. And we're going to, like, be able to, like, share with each other. That's fucking cool. It was, yeah, and that's where, like, the fisting is the punchline. Because it was, like, so we're having a foursome, and then all of a sudden, oh, my God, what are you doing? Key, <laughs> so. have you ever fisted anyone? Mm-hmm. Casual. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> is, it, is it the person who I think it would have been? It was uh, the very first Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, well, that makes sense. Again, vagina sizes matter. Huh. Yeah. yeah, there's some people who just kind of, like, naturally works. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah, but you got big... Let me see your fucking hand, dude. But it was, like, three, and then it was just, like, four, and three and four almost the same, you know? And then you can just, like... Bro. Snake in. But Bro. It, 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 it took some, like, it took some warm-up. It wasn't just, like, an immediate thing, you know? But did she ask for it? No, or but, was... like, like, three was really natural for her. Hmm. Like, like, without warm-up. Like, two would be, like, but, I mean, like too little for Was her, it something she was stuff. interested in, or were you, like, I really want to get just, my... It, like, it was just already there. Like, three was, like, feeling loose, so I was, like, okay, four, and you, then... Could and you feel she, her like, cervix? responding Like, were you, could you feel, like, it's for you two, like Lisa, when you were in the back, like, could you feel her cervix on the Probably, inside? Probably, yeah. Because I don't think men even know what it means to feel the cervix, but, like... I, I think it's just, like, the, the opening was, was wide. Not necessarily, like, the so long ago. Yeah, it, yeah. Fair enough. Interesting. Um, changing topics off the top of your head now that you're a developed person who's had all these experiences what are your tips or self-talk for managing jealousy like if you're with a partner moving forward in any of these types of experiences how do you manage yourself or deal with things when they are difficult or are they not difficult for you anymore um no i mean it, it depends on the person and the crazy thing is i found like if i trusted and, and knew the woman my partner was talking to, um, or or having sex with, for that matter. Like a few of my like favorite moments, I can remember of just like letting my partner sleep with someone, and I'm like, can I make you guys a coffee? You know, really? or something like that. Because I just I had so much love for both of them. Oh well, but God. I had so much love for both of them, and you know, I was I was used to having sex with him, right? Yeah. So it, there was a novelty for me too of like. So seeing this and but it depended on the person it yeah. wasn't and this is where i think compersion is like i don't think it's attainable in in a sense of like you feel it all the time, all the time. yeah I, I think it's it's very dependent on situational yeah because i've also had situations where you know i i wasn't comfortable and i i asked the woman later like near near the end of my relationship my my partner was pushing quite a few boundaries and uh I kind of asked one of the women that um, he basically brought home without asking me, and I had, okay. yeah, he like brought her in and was making out with her, and, and like came up. I was like sleeping. And he's like, "Is not, this not a- fun when they do that when you're asleep?" Basically, yeah. I, it was it was at like a, a festival. We had this like trailer, so oh, he he came in and he brings this woman, and he's like already making out with her and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, is this okay?" And she's right there. And I wasn't quite sure what to say, so I was kind of, like, mad. I, I said, fine, and then Ooh. I realized it wasn't fine, and I told them to stop. And 
it was just really uncomfortable and we, we broke up a few months later but it still really bothered me that the girl didn't seem to care that I was uncomfortable when I first mm. kind of said yes like was she just like a random yeah oh, so she had like no investment no in the I, I of yeah, yeah see? I, I, I didn't know her very well like I I chatted with her a few times and I asked and I but I asked her later because I was like you know I have this really like kind of great you know like idea of like this angelic idea of women right now and then there's like a few people that I'm like you're not fitting the mold what We're happened here this idea and she she literally told me like yeah um I just kind of do what I want <gasps> like she she was very honest with she's me she's a homewrecker oh well she God. was like yeah if, if I haven't had sex and someone's coming on to me and like I'm she's I like that's I for you really, to sort out yeah that's for you two to sort out it wasn't my problem at the time like I'm just care I just cared about it. so it's like you know you like oh, that don't makes my heart like but like don't anxious don't expect like you have to feel compersion when someone else doesn't care about you yeah right like that's not okay yeah so I don't think it's okay for people to expect to feel compersion in places that there isn't mutual trust yeah it's definitely a situation that's earned but oh my god that just the idea that like bringing in a random who doesn't have any of your best interested heart is kind of there to like fulfill their own needs that is so sketchy and it happens all the time especially for you guys the couples who are like really struggling to find your first unicorn and you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel like personality wise where you're like anyone who says yes is probably a good option and then you end up with people who are there to like lie or get in between you guys or like just push boundaries and that could be really hard especially if it's your first time which leads me into one of my favorite topics of conversation yours too which is consent Consent, yeah. So, you know, we were kind of talking about this before, and and when it comes to group sex, I had a few times where, you know, people joined in that, like, we were almost, like, didn't want to say no, but maybe we had started playing with, like, one couple, and then, like, someone else tried to join, and especially in these clubs, everybody's so polite and nice, and um, I remember this scenario particularly and I just kind of stopped everything and was like guys like I I actually was really having fun with this couple here like I'd like to keep this dynamic going and later on everyone in in that little group of four I guess the three people um were thankful that I had said something um Mm. and and I think that too often we just let sex happen when we don't want it so making sure that you're really it's vocal. not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Yeah, and it can be really damaging. Like, all of the bad experiences that I had in, 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 in group sex, it was, I knew either just before or partway through the experience, and I either, and, and I didn't say anything. Mm. And we almost always had a fight after. Yeah. And that was either because you know either both of us didn't have a good time or I didn't have a good time and now the damage is done whereas yeah. if you said something before or in the middle you, you can kind of get over it but after the damage is done it's really hard which is scary like I know it's easier said than done guys but right if you're in that moment where you're like oh I don't want to make them feel bad like this is awkward like how do I stop the moment trust me it's a lot more fucking awkward after the sex has happened and you can't go back in time. Like after you've let people do things to you or you've done things you didn't want to do, like it, it would have saved a lot of pain and, and heartache to just be like, hey, you're great. I'm not into this, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And just, ooh. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's just sex. Try not to put too much 
you know, pressure on yourselves um, and on these sort of situations as sort of like this holy grail. And honestly, best way to make it happen is just to find events where you're already surrounded by other people that understand how this works mm-hmm. um, and immerse yourself in this. Because um, there are people all over the place that have been doing this for a while. You just have to go where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of, you know, trying to convert your friend who's super hot, like, man, how can we get them in the bedroom? Like, I feel like that is a much harder bridge than just going somewhere where you could probably meet someone that's on the same page. It's hmm. good advice. Yeah. Is there anything else about consent that you would like people to know? Um, I mean, I feel like it doesn't really work into the lifestyle portion, but as a, a single woman lately, I've been dealing with a few instances that I think it's it's really interesting that, you know, the, the man's orgasm and, and horniness and, and that sort of thing, like, when when you're saying no, like, really, really be true to it and start having these conversations if, if you feel like you're being pressured that, like, no isn't quite enough. Um, ask, ask them, what is, what is hot about this scenario right now? And, and try and get that conversation going of why are you still turned on when, like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. If someone's uncomfortable, that should end the eroticism. Like, exactly. And that's, you know, whether it's one-on-one or in these group scenarios, like, that should be a turnoff. <laughs> that should always be a turnoff. Um, so, so just, like, keep that in your little back pocket. Yeah, if someone is pushing boundaries, especially when you're expressly saying no and drawing mm-hmm. that boundary, that is a big red flag and that person does not have the privilege of engaging with you anymore. Yeah, and you know, it could even just be like a not right now, right? Like, I mean, you could have maybe, maybe that hot friend is kind of warming up to the idea and they said that they wanted to go on a date with you guys and then you get back to the place and they're like, you know what, like something's a little off. Like, just try again instead of trying to push it. Yeah, um, maybe maybe if you wait a month or two, you'll have a really great threesome instead of pushing it and having like a mediocre kind of sad thing yeah. that ruins a friendship. So Yeah, so just like, fuck yes, or fuck no. Definitely. Um, Key already kind of jumped into the fire run at one point, stole two of the questions, but we still have two of them left. One of them is, if you could have a threesome with anyone, past, living, present, dead or alive, who would those two people be? Oh, man. And you're allowed to have multiple options if if you cannot just decide on two. You know what? I, I met this guy recently that we have just like super electric um, chemistry. So I think it would be him and then just like another really hot dude. <laughs> me, like, like Brad Pitt? Like who's like your celebrity crush? Like if you could pick anybody. Okay. If I could pick any. I'm, I'm not good at like names of people. There's not like some rock star that you fantasize about? Who was the guy that played Aquaman? He's hot. (laughs) Jason Momoa? Is it Jason? Fuck yes, it's Jason Jason Momoa. Momoa. Good choice. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Everyone agrees with you. (laughs) Jason Momoa was a daddy. Oh my God. Okay. Anyone else? I'm just trying to gauge your type here. No female celebrities? Uh, female celebrities. You see, and like you're going to give me the option. I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick dicks. I love dicks. Fair enough. <laughs> so what um, did you, could you pick two of Jason Momoa's if you could? You could um, be at the sandwich, the vanilla no, frosting? Not quite, because, you know, it's, it's not all looks. Like, And this is where it kind of, like, chemistry oh, you're is... You're so wholesome. I, I know. But the thing is, like, I've had some really mediocre sex with some really good-looking people. Mm. So, you know... It's, uh, I guess I just assume in the fantasy threesome that it would be good sex. So you also just I, I, pick I, the body to match the avatar. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm far too uh, 
analytical for this. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, One of my other questions, which I don't ask most people, but I feel like you might actually have an answer. In group play settings, are there any particular sex toys that you think work really well that you'd recommend for people? Okay, a toy that kind of works for everyone. You know what? Vibrators. External vibrators? Definitely. Yeah, I have some vibrators on the go because they're, (laughs) I actually really love just the classic magic wand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like probably, the, Hitachi, the, the yeah, rabbit yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I think of it as like either like the shark or a more unpopular name would be like your grandmother's vibrator yeah. because it hasn't had to change. It's the OG. It's perfect. Yeah. You know, so but do you have the cord, the one that has the cord or the wireless one that charges I, up? I actually have the cord one. I, so I, I tried it into the wall. I know. I know. I know. But like, I, I like it better. Huh. It's just the five I'm used to, but I think you know, like I'm sure the wireless one is is great too. Um, yeah, I remember actually like having playing with like three girls and they'd never seen one before. You're like, <laughs> and this, this was again, this was at uh, Temptations, like one of the other times that I went with uh, my partner later on, and I was like, "You girls have never had the tattoo." Like, wait a minute, and then it was like, "Here's some for you." Okay, okay, this one. Here's some for you. Like Here's some for me. <laughs> for you yeah it was so funny okay. and the boys are like out having a cigar or something manly well you were probably better at using that than the guys would have been anyways but it's just important that like especially if it's like two girls and one man which is your kind of traditional threesome mm-hmm. that like you know to kind of like keep the girls going um a when the men good. need a break. you know and, and maybe a guy like a cock ring or even like don't be super ashamed of like getting some Cialis or something for like these specific events because it can be really overwhelming and the last thing that you need to do is to add a whole lot of guilt to the scenario of like oh man that would have been so good but I wasn't able to perform how many hours do you think like an average like group play interaction lasts I know it's different for everyone but like do you have a preference like do you like it when it's 30 minutes or an hour or six hours like I mean I I know people that can last for hours and hours and hours myself I get kind of sore <laughs> yeah. um so I would say like half an hour to an hour is probably good yeah. amount of time well, probably like 45 to an hour okay. you know back and forth whatever else yeah but you're not here for like the marathon like let's have a six hour orgy like your body needs to chill kind of yeah and this is just like it depends on on the people I think and I I definitely like I wish I had the stats of like I know exactly how long all of my sexual encounters <laughs> have lasted but I don't so like it could be on average much closer to 20 minutes I really yeah, it's, it's interesting to me asking people that because I feel like there have been times in our relationship where we used to have sex for a couple hours at a time every single time and it would be like okay well we're not gonna get shit done tonight because like the next three hours and sometimes there were months at a time where I was like can this be like 30 minutes or less like my body just can't and it kind of comes and goes in waves so I was wondering what your preference was with with other people I feel like for us threesomes tend to be over an hour usually but that's also just like normally it's like people that we don't know no, the first threesomes are the, the first threesomes are longer. the best, yeah. And then, yeah, the more times that we have threesomes with someone, usually the shorter they get because it's like, okay, we know what your trick is. We know how to, like, just get things done, and then we can watch a movie after. I feel like in the last, like, Sweet. three, four years, we've just had, like, one threesome with people we haven't had, like, ongoing That's situations. true, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me switch from, from more relationship-style threesomes to more... One yeah. Yeah, one I, I do really like the couple experiences though because then everybody has something to play with <laughs> right yeah, yeah versus the, the three sucks but yeah um P do you have any other questions that you would like to ask her because we have to actually go take her to an acro jam we're gonna go hang out in the park do fun things I, don't know, I think we got a lot is there anything else that you feel like 
No, I, I think those are a lot of my best stories. Go check out a sex love, everybody who's listening. Yeah, that is, that is her final homework for you guys. <laughs> Research a sex club in your area, and if there isn't one, go to Mexico. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you guys there. Um, as always, we love hearing from you guys. You can write to us on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. Uh, if anyone wants to be BFFs with Lisa, you'll just uh, have to hope you'll find her. Yeah, meet her <laughs> temptations. Maybe a burning man. Uh, we'll see you guys next episode. Yeah.